Um, hi, everybody. Uh, my name is Nate Martin, and I am currently a junior at UCLA High School, and as you all may know, I'm a member of UUMC. Okay. Uh, Layla and I both participated in Culture Leadership this past year. Culture Leadership is a nonprofit youth nonprofit youth leadership program that works with sophomores and juniors from all over the St. Louis area. We met one Sunday a month along with three weekend retreats during the school year and ended with a three-week-long trip across parts of the east and down south during the summer. Through cultural leadership, I've created new bonds of friendships that I never imagined. Um, I, met with, I met new people from all over St. Louis that were so different from me in race, gender identity, socioeconomic status, and religion. Through cultural leadership, I have been able to have conversations with my peers about topics such as redlining and gender identity. I was able to meet with our state representatives and talk about issues of importance to our community. This has given me the perspective that I think only cultural leadership could have. Being a part of cultural leadership has helped me try to see different viewpoints from a variety of teens. During the cultural leadership program, I participated in a school swap. A school swap is where I followed another cultural leadership student at a different school to experience what life is like there. After we toured the school, we met with administrators and talked about our thoughts and uh, our thoughts of the school and any ideas that we could that we think they could improve on. I visited Kirkwood High School, which has two, over 2,000 kids, which is a lot more than I'm used to because U City only has about 600. I saw racial differences and discrepancies in the variety of classes that the school had, that Kirkwood had to offer due to housing segregation, which impacts the funding available. The school swap helped, helped make cultural leadership a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity because this isn't something you can do with any other program and opened my eyes to socioeconomic differences between schools in the St. Louis area. Hi, I'm Layla Fern King, and I'm a junior at John Burroughs School. As Nate mentioned, cultural leadership concluded with the transformational journey, which is a three-week journey through the South, loosely following the path of the Freedom Riders. We started in New York City, then went to D.C., where we met amazing people like John Lewis and Ruth Bader Ginsburg. We concluded the trip in Memphis before coming back to St. Louis. During our journey, uh, we visited the Sunflower County Freedom Project. Uh, this was my personal favorite. Okay. Uh, when we walked into the brown one-story building, the first thing we saw was an array of college pennants hanging on the wall. Mississippi is last in the nation when it comes to education, and the Delta is some of the worst schools in the state. The Sunflower County Freedom Project is a nonprofit organization in the Mississippi Delta that takes kids between the 7th and 12th grade and guides, prepares, teaches, and mentors them through their schooling. It is an after-school and summer program that acts as a second school for these kids. Their normal schools don't, do not give the adequate education that they need to succeed. For example, the South, South Delta High School has only a 65% graduation rate during the past five years, and their math proficiency score is only 6%. The Sunflower County Freedom Project gives these kids the education that their school district does not which is why every person has been through the program, has graduated high school, and gone on to some form of higher education. The college pennants hanging on the wall uh, of the Sunflower County Freedom Project uh, represent the schools that the graduates of the program are attending or have attended in the past. These include Duke, Howard, Columbia, Illinois, and Yale, just to name a few. 
The Sunflower County Freedom Project was my so-called clicky moment on our journey because it made me realize how lucky I was to attend the school that I do. Also, it made me realize, it made me realize that education disparities is something that I am passionate about and something I want to pursue in the future, if not with the Sunflower County Freedom Project, then in my own community. So Nate just outlined some of his favorite parts of the journey, and I'm just going to do the same. A city divided, tear gas, flamethrowers, angry faces screaming from crowds, hate-filled, pain-filled marches, suffering, all accumulating into one unforgettable summer of hate. Good morning, University United Methodist Church. Again, my name is Layla Frank King, and I'm a junior at John Burroughs School. Some of you may remember the protests that occurred in Charlottesville during the summer of 2016. During this summer of hate, angry white supremacists and neo-Nazis made an attempt to take over a small Virginian town, carrying swastikas and torches with an intent to keep things rooted in the past. It all started when a 15-year-old girl started a petition to take down a set of Confederate monuments scattered around downtown Charlottesville, commemorating figures like Robert E. Lee and Thomas Jackson. With many people in the town praising the statues and others hoping for their demolition, Charlottesville became so divided that members of the Ku Klux Klan and neo-Nazis groups entered the town in support of the statues, making it essential for those in, the, in Charlottesville to protest their hatred. While on our transformational journey with culture leadership, we stopped in Charlottesville, Virginia, for a few hours to meet with Dr. Jaylene Schmidt, a university professor known for her activism during the Summer of Hate. Dr. Schmidt was my favorite person that we got to meet with. She emphasized the importance of rejecting passiveness and staying strong in the face of hate. Throughout my year of culture leadership, I was constantly reminded of the necessity of standing up for my beliefs. Constantly being surrounded by kids my age who organize and participate in protests inspires me to put forth positive change as well. I've never been one to go out to protests. I've always been the type of person to know where I stand on key issues and moral guidelines I live by, but I've never felt comfortable sharing them with people that didn't already agree with me. But how strong could my beliefs possibly be if I don't want to share them? What I be believe means nothing unless I act upon it. My experience in the program has forced me to think critically about my own actions as well as lack of actions. Before joining cultural leadership, I was hesitant to share any semblance of my beliefs with my friends at Catholic Church and fear of starting an argument or ending relationships. And while I still struggle with being open and with people about my political opinions, I found that I've become more inclined to be honest with them. For example, over the summer, I attended the St. Louis Pride Parade with a few friends. Immediately after leaving Pride, I went to Mass and Catholic Youth Group. At any other point in my life, I would have refrained from mentioning Pride to my youth group friends. But on this day, I engaged in an open dialogue about it with a few friends. It was freeing. It felt good to be honest. Culture leadership has allowed me to be more honest with myself and others about my ideologies. But like I said earlier, knowing what you believe isn't enough. You have to be willing to fight for it. We can all sit here and agree that white supremacy is bad, that the Ku Klux Klan is bad, that neo-Nazis are bad. But if these groups came to our town, not Charlottesville, not New York, if they came to St. Louis, would we be out in the streets protesting them? When we met with Dr. Jalene Schmidt, she said of white supremacists, I don't want to live in the world they're building. This is the attitude we all must have. Not necessarily a willingness to die in protest, but at least the willingness to join. Calling groups like the Ku Klux Klan evil does nothing to stop them from being evil. Organizing protests does. 
going to protest does, supporting protest does. And while we all have this picture of what protesting looks like in our heads, of people with signs marching in the streets with loud chants, that's not always what protesting looks like. Protesting is as easy as pointing out injustice when you see it, such as calling out a friend when they make a racist or homophobic joke. Protesting can be calling state representatives and advocating for your point of view. Protesting comes in all shapes and sizes, negating any excuse not to participate. We must all reject passiveness and remain active in our activism. If we don't show up to fight, groups of malintent and hatred in their hearts will. Change is a give-and-take relationship. If we do nothing, then nothing happens. We must fight evil with our good. Because in the wise words of Congressman and civil rights activist John Lewis, if not us, then who? If not now, then when? Thank you. Um, I would just like to thank all of you guys for listening and, uh, to us. And feel free to ask us any questions after the service. Thank you.